You found Health Dose, a conversation with healthcare providers discussing topics that impact your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today, Health Dose discusses the role occupational therapy plays in the treatment of chronic pain. Sam Pencala, OTLR, is an occupational therapist at My Michigan Health. He leads a pain task force with My Michigan Health Rehab Services. Health Dose asks Sam, why is it important that our body experiences pain? Our bodies are amazing. We're programmed to protect ourselves. So when we receive a painful stimulus, like stepping on a nail, for instance, we feel a pain, and this is called nociception. And if that nociception is great enough, it passes what's known as our stimulus threshold, and it excites our central nervous system. So our bodies are telling us, please save yourself. We're in pain right now, and we need to eliminate the painful stimulus. So do you sometimes look at our pain as an alarm system, like something's wrong? Yeah, that's exactly it. So we we just talked about why we experience pain, and and basically our bodies have an alarm system that helps protect it. So when we feel that nociception, our bodies have an alarm system that goes off and alerts us that we have damaged one of our tissues, and that we have to remove that pain stimulus, or else we risk damaging ourselves even more. And so once the stimulus is removed, healing can start to take place, and that alarm system should turn off, and we can start getting back into what is normal for us. The problem is... Think of our body's alarm system like a car alarm. It's designed to go off if the car is in danger of being stolen, like if the windows are getting smashed in with a crowbar. But consider that sometimes the alarm system gets recalibrated, and now it goes off when a leaf falls from a tree and it touches the car. Or maybe the 4th of July fireworks are going off and the car alarm goes off. The problem is sometimes we have an injury that creates a lot of pain stimulus, a lot of that nociception, and our alarm system goes haywire. It can, in a sense, become traumatized. And It can be reprogrammed to go off when a small stimulus touches us, and that's called hyperalgesia. So the analog here is, let's say I sprain my wrist. It causes immense pain, and it really takes a toll on me. My body wants to protect itself, so maybe even after six to eight weeks my wrist is healed, I still get a heightened pain response, or hyperalgesia, because my alarm system is set to high sensitivity. What causes it to be set to high sensitivity, and is that just the nerves acting up, or is there still something wrong with the tissues that your body's trying to alert you to? That's a great question. Sometimes we experience things called yellow flags. These are like some of the stressors that add to that heightened alarm system. For instance, things in our life that would give us a yellow flag are, let's say the person has a lot of stress in their life. They're going through a divorce, or they're in a lot of debt, or maybe they've been to the doctor a million times for this health problem, the doctor doesn't have an answer for them, Or maybe there's a lot of answers for what it could be, and that stresses us out. Maybe we've been to therapy a million times, and the treatments have failed and failed, and that doesn't give us a whole lot of hope. We get these increased stressors in our life, and that heightens the pain response, and it makes our alarm system go even crazier. Is stress the major yellow flag in this scenario? I would say so. I think stress is one of those things that it can be heightened by a number of those things I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So all those things kind of add to the stress, and that really turns on the sensitivity alarm system. So just as we talked earlier about that leaf touching the car, the Mm -hmm. fireworks going off, the alarm system's just blaring. And let's say I have an injury. Normally that injury would heal just fine. But now that I have all these yellow flags in my life, things are a little bit more stressful. My adrenaline's kind of pumping in a bad way and it heightens my pain response. As an occupational therapist, what do you do to help your patients through chronic pain and through these yellow flags? I mean, at some point, do you have to be a counselor to talk them through their stress? 
Yeah, that's well within our scope to educate about pain. And we call it pain neuroscience education. And so people feel a lot better. I feel a lot better when I understand why something is the way it is. So understanding why we're in pain. Is it the tissue damaged? Did the x-ray reveal something that we need to be concerned about? One thing a lot of people may not know is sometimes you can have a herniated disc and not know it. Or sometimes you can have arthritis in your knee and not know it. And other times we can certainly know it. And we really have a, a high pain response to this. So as an occupational therapist, we put occupation first. And that's not exactly what you do for a living, but it's what's meaningful to you. So let's say you really want to be able to run a 5K or you want to hold your grandchild or go fly fishing or play a video game or take a drive in your new truck that you bought. My job is to figure out what you want to do and analyze that task, figure out what we have to be able to do to enjoy the occupation and then work towards that. We put the occupation first. And when we do that, we can do something called tease it, touch it, and nudge it. And we could talk about that. Yeah, what, what is yeah. meant by tease it, touch it, nudge it? This is a philosophy that was kind of founded by the world's foremost pain scientist, Adrian Lau, who's a physical therapist. And he coined this phrase, tease it, touch it, nudge it, because we, we want to figure out where that pain is. And we want to sort of work that pain a little bit. And we want to tease it and touch that pain threshold and nudge that pain threshold just a little bit. We don't want to exacerbate the pain. We don't want to damage the tissue even more. We just want to touch that pain threshold and then kind of internalize what is good and what's bad. So by doing this over a period of time, we grade it higher and higher. We get the heart pumping a little bit more. We increase the aerobic activity. We understand how our bodies move a little bit better. And that pain starts to subside a little bit. But this is also a way for you to track day to day based on my activity. What about my pain is presenting itself? Yeah. So uh, you could come in and say, okay, I, I really want to be able to walk my dog, but I broke my pinky and I can't hold the leash anymore. It really is a nine out of 10 pain. It's really excruciating pain. It makes me want to cry. Hmm. It started to depress me a little bit. I really, I can't even cook mac and cheese anymore because my pinky hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. So we just have to figure out, is the pinky hurt? Do we have to protect it? Do we have to brace it? And then once we know where to go from there, we can start working on teasing the limit of that pain. And we can gauge, is this pain getting better? Did it feel better after the exercise? Do we have to give it a different exercise to help to heal that tissue a little bit better? Do we increase the elasticity of that tissue a little bit? And we can document that over the course of several therapy sessions and kind of take you through that journey so you don't have to go through it yourself. The joke around the office has been for years, uh, you know, I went to the doctor with back pain. Did he give you anything good? No, he gave me exercise. <laughs> that is, in our world, the best. And we say exercise is your medicine. But a lot of times that's not exactly what you want. You know, <laughs> what I would like is to take a pill and make everything go away. Sure. And medication does have a very real place in our pain management. It certainly does. But we always say our bodies are actually craving exercise as a medicine too. So by exercising, we create all kinds of endorphins and hormones and increased oxygen to the tissue, which helps it heal. And then, oh, by the way, we're teasing it, we're touching it, we're nudging it, we're getting out in front of it, and we're integrating ourselves back into our occupations, bringing that alarm system back to where it needs to be so it doesn't go off at the slightest stimulus. That is my Michigan Health occupational therapist, Sam Pencala. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, head to mymichigan.org slash doctors. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again soon for another installment of Health Dose.